a shitty Moroccan hotel. Not all hotels in Morocco are shit. Most of them are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that's a safe bet, though. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we do a not-so-deep dive into countries around the world. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Carlos. Yeah, he is. So we're not necessarily talking about a country per se. Oh, come on. Not, talk- not even per se. It's, it's, Carlos is in the country. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you for having me here. Um, I'm come to talk a bit about the Amazon canoe challenge. It involves God. canoes and thirty seconds in, and he's put an ad in plug, already. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> we should kind of go back a little bit and talk about how we know you, Tom. You were already working at the Adventurous when Carlos started, right? Or? A matter of days it was. I think, really? I think I was like, you were like, it started like a week or two after me, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you came up from Mallorca by motorcycle. Yeah, basically. Grabbed my old 80s, 70s motorbike and got offered an internship at the Adventurist and thought, yeah. I think they brushed me off a bit and said, yeah, yeah, come in three months at 10 a.m. on the 1st of July. I said, sure. And then just rocked up three months later. Perfect. Yeah. Was, hey, hey. <laughs> and then we became fast friends. We went to uh, we went to go see Gogo Bordello. We did go see Gogo Bordello. Yeah. Uh, that was what, day two? Day two, basically. Nice. Perfect first impression. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was a nice intro, actually. Yes. And then since then, we've worked together in Morocco. We've done a bits and Bob's in Mongolia and Russia. Romania as well. Romania. Yeah. yeah. For the rally. Yeah. Prague, obviously. Czechia. So we've done some bits and bobs. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been, it was really good when we were sent out all together. It was a mix of, obviously, crafting really hard, but also like good times. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the stress I, I remember from that, that trip individually like is... It's still oh, haunts you're talk, me. You're talking specifically about Morocco Monkey Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that trip <laughs> yeah. where it was us three, Nick Stokes, <laughs> yeah. the mechanic, and and Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I remember being scared on the way to the start line because I was getting driven by a lunatic. It wasn't you. Carlos was scared when I was driving. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> on the way there, hit a dog with a taxi driver. I've gone over that story. <laughs> okay. And then on the way back. Tom was driving. Yeah, and and, uh, <laughs> and hit a pedestrian, was it? Or a no, g- guy hit, in a scooter? No, well, well, I hit, I hit a pedestrian. It wasn't a pedestrian, it was a tourist. doesn't count. That's when I picked up the car. And then when we were taking it back, I hit a scooter. No, the scooter hit me. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's I recently crashed enough. a van. <laughs> so, like, nothing's, nothing's changed. I remember as we were driving very, very fast through the night, Carlos was just like, hey, Tom. You don't need to go this quick. You know, you don't need to go this quick, right? <laughs> and just, uh, just didn't work. Just you know, didn't honestly, work. honestly, in hindsight, I feel really bad about that. Like, because you look back, at, you know, you look back at things you've done that have been stupid and fun. And you look back at things that are just fucking dumb. And that's definitely one of them. Like, for the sake of getting to a hotel, a shitty Moroccan hotel. Not all hotels in Morocco are shit. Most of them are. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think that's a safe <laughs> bet, though. But like, just like, oh god, I hope we get there before before the little kitchen closes. You have dairy, yeah. dairy Lee on fucking bread, yeah, and olives, <laughs> and maybe. No booze. Great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we we after some time we realized that warning Tom didn't work, so we made up military checkpoints and we said, hey Tom, there's a there's a <laughs> military. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> there's a military checkpoint just down the road. Could you could you slow down? <laughs> Did it work? Yeah. Oh, fair. Nice. Just for like a couple of miles at a time, but you know. Ah, well. Um, yeah, gendarme are always around the corner here. <laughs> Fucking but yeah, that was fun. I, uh, and I Genuinely, I think on all of those trips, well, firstly, I want to, before we talk about the other trips, I want to talk about the end of, of that particular trip when we all went for our hammam oh, yeah. together. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping Nick does listen to this because he still doesn't know. <laughs> does he not? Oh, no. oh he's what? still about the leap rabbit. Ah. <laughs> oh, bless him. Um, yeah, we went to a hammam, like all expecting. This has been quite a rough one. 
we're gonna get a massage like in a steam room but separated and then we all got put together into a very tiny narrow room it was it was like (laughs) it was so small it was it was like like almost the size of a a toilet cubicle <laughs> yes but it was nice, like tastefully tiled don't get me wrong yeah, like, it looked yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had nice smells going on with diffusers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rotund moroccan woman yeah they were strong though <laughs> then we have these um netting that is almost like the hair netting you use in the kitchen but used over our balls so, so we're just sitting there like <laughs> so perfectly very, harnessed very bonding yeah Oh. Also, I felt really bad because Nick's, Nick's got a pretty decent body. Yeah. I just felt like I looked like a, like a fucking orangutan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got slightly droopy tits. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And then we got massages, no? And, and they made us lie down beside each other. Uh, uh, there was a gap between me and Tom. I'm not sure about you and Nick. <laughs> yeah, we but were, we were on separate tables. <laughs> we were literally just... One beside the other, and and they were doing this massage, and and I, and Nick before coming in said something in the lines of, "I think she has a bit of an eye for me." I said, "No, Nick, it's it's just it's just a therapy. It's fine." And midway the massage, I asked the girl if she could um, stop a normal massage. Eh? We were going over a sweaty massage, normal massage, and asked her if she could stop. And he had a towel over his his face and i just grabbed the fingertip and just rubbed it over his lips well, her, your fingertip or hers no mine mine no, okay. I, mine you i was like, extra for that i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then just left it there did, and did, uh, if you want to be like yeah. hey puppy <laughs> <laughs> and then told the girl that you know carry on and i think i've never told nick that actually was me oh well he might he's he probably doesn't watch this so <laughs> ignorance is bliss yeah uh, oh poor Nick. it might be one of his most cherished memories though you never Could know be. oh guys that was you might die out on that, that might, <laughs> yeah. you might he might be like whenever they uh, he's getting, getting together with some of his mates and like oh, tell us a really raunchy story from your travels like well i once had this massage in morocco <laughs> and it was a <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but at sometimes that trip felt a bit like a sitcom. Like it really was. Yeah. It really was that lady that. Oh God! Oh God French Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Jeez, uh, God, geez. she was so mean. <laughs> so mean. Yeah. Well, she had a loveless marriage from that. Oh <laughs> yeah, that guy who just wine, sat there, wine drinking, <laughs> <laughs> tiny glass of wine that was constantly full. <laughs> It filled from the bottom. <laughs> it was like one of those glasses you put down. Uh, that was great. Yeah, that was a that was a bizarre location. Do you remember? I think it was. Uh, so this is sort of January time in Morocco. So it wasn't like it wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. And we finished in Agadir, and the finish line was like three k up a dirt road. Yeah. yeah. And there was like torrential storms the night before and we were yeah. we were really worried that none of the vehicles could get up the fucking hill because they're so shit. Yeah. Um and they all struggled. And they yeah. all struggled, had yeah, a really yeah. shit time. Yeah. I still remember very fondly getting ripped off by the guy in the little off license shop. <laughs> yeah, in Agadir. No? And then we just like <laughs> oh, what did we uh, we went in and we we're all just like asking him to take stuff down and we were acting like 12 year olds basically yeah he made up a price like a very silly price for everything he like doubled it and just set a price out of his you know random one and then we were what if i remove this and he couldn't reply and then what if i add this and the kashimba and what if i add this and then we just stayed there for five minutes (laughs) it was a long time (laughs) Uh, so out of all of those places like i think out of everyone that was was working at that period like you you were away more than anyone else by mm. a by a huge margin it was that like that was completely self-inflicted right you wanting to go away that much yeah it was yeah it, it was um the purpose i got warned when i said hey uh, sign me up for being away as most as possible they said it's gonna be a lot yeah uh and it was a lot indeed but yeah, good fun. Saw um, some cool, cool shit, man. What yeah. was what was the best 
places you've been or best moments you've had on those type of events? I, I think it's a mix of everything from us high-fiving and having a beer in front of the Sahara Dunes after that monkey run to um, the Peruvian jungle to, um, I don't know, it's, it's tiny snippets, small moments, having that dinner in Ulanude in a, in a really cool place. Um, yeah, yeah. What was, because um, I think it might be maybe like five or six months into you you joining the Adventurists, um, you went to Botswana and did that ridiculous balloon event yes. test, which was d- never going to work. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't going to work. Yeah, it was that three three months in and and I got asked if I could do some calculations like GCSE or, or A-levels. I, I remember doing mm-hmm. it with you in the warehouse yeah. and we had like helium balloons tied to weights yeah, uh, with the, like the, a luggage scale. Yeah, just upside down, see how much lift it would have, yeah. <laughs> and this is people's lives <laughs> yeah no it was it was crazy basically the project was to go into Botswana inflate a load of helium balloons and try and fly from there to South Africa uh, obviously it, it worked in the end but <laughs> Jesus that was quite a like fuck would I do that yeah. I'm, I'm yeah hats off to him I'm too scared to I do anything like that I wouldn't yeah. have no. No. Yeah, no I remember talking to some people like around the side those conversations are on the side of that that test and i spoke to some like um parachute instructor yeah and he was like you're not going to get a shoot that's going to open quickly enough to save someone's life and i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> um, surely you would though so you have base jumps where it's yeah like, i guess so but i don't know he was like you'd have to do like a like, i'm guessing like a static line so if you come out of the chair it will just pull the cord yeah, I guess so. I don't think we have it. Luckily, never. We got didn't far have enough. that. So. <laughs> no. Did you have a shoot? I had a shoot, yes, but it. it did, so did, basically, did we know how to use them. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been skydiving? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in Morocco, by the way, once that was that you was did. Cool. Yeah. Oh, sick. Cool and very cheap. <laughs> I basically was dressing like that, and they said, "Do you want to go skydiving? That plane is about to take off." So, dived in. An instructor was there and said, "Well, this is how you, this is what you have to do." Blah 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 blah. And Wait, you did it by tandem? you tandem with someone? Uh, yeah, some strapped strapped up to someone. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. No. Like, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, um, but yeah, and also deployed one when uh, doing paramotoring. Oh, paramotor. of course, yeah. Uh, a wing collapsed. That is when they turn into like plastic rubbish bags, and you have to. Throw the other yeah. one in. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> shit. Are you still paramotoring? Um, I was, but I had to sell all the kit to get some kit and canoes in Peru. So, fair. So, oh. fair, fair. Which, yeah. is, which we should probably take as a nice little segue. Um, what are you doing with, with canoes in Peru? Um, so, yeah, this year we've launched the Amazon Canoe Challenge. Um, pretty epic name. Who's we? Uh, me and Freya, my my partner, she's half Bristolian, half Kiwi, and yeah, always had this idea from doing something in the jungle through in the rivers, and canoeing it was. Mm. Uh, tested it out last May, and as soon as I got on the canoe and started paddling, it was like this is this is awesome. This is it. This We've is, figured something this out. This is it. Yeah. yeah, this is it. And also in. In those areas of the Amazon, the rivers are kind of the networks that takes you to the most unexploited parts. Mm-hmm. Where there's a road, there's deforestation, um, there's, I don't know, more plastic, bad waste management. Yeah. But when you go into rivers, it's when things are kept a bit more original. Mm. So, so how, how many days long is it? How, what's, the, what's the concept of the event? So like the, what, what are the customers signing up for? So the Amazon Canoe Challenge is a uh, six-day, 260-kilometer um, competition-style event where every day you row in a team of two um, between 50 and 60K downriver, and you hit different checkpoints. That's with, with the current? Not that's with the yeah, current. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's with say. the current, yeah. Um, it's Imagine the other way around. <laughs> they do it. They they do it. They have like... 60 kilometers. No, no, not 60, but they do less. So when they go up the river, mm. or traditionally, they would use these same canoes with very long poles, and they would basically go on the shallow parts of the river, stand up, like, like in Venezia, yeah, you know, and, and like push themselves up. Mm. Makes sense. And like that for like 300k. 
<laughs> to okay. travel to a town or something. So you might. So is it a bit like, and pardon my ignorance, is it a bit like like a rally stage whereby like each day you have a specific distance and then it's cumulative cumulative time at the end to see who the winner is? Exactly, yeah. Um, it's because we're the first people to kind of design to bring groups of outsiders into this area until we're not um, completely sure that the local communities are absolutely used to these groups. We don't want to launch a point A to point B. You camp wherever you, yeah, you, yeah. you hit the night. So that's the idea for now to have a control environment. and it's also more, It's more respectful as well to the locals. I, I think so too. 100%. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's been a lot of work talking with every single community to get approval. Um, you wouldn't do this with without everyone's approval, just yeah. just out of respect and, and well, out of respect and safety and safety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. If if you're not wanted there, you you know pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're literally like, for lack of a better word, you're paving the way to try and clear that path for people and make it safe. Uh, that's the idea. Um, a big booster for doing this was a conversation with um, uh, Angel, that who lives there, and we were chatting. I was saying, "Hey, dude, have you seen the amount of trucks taking wood and and massive amount of logs from here? Why do you sell your back garden to to you know to all these illegal loggers?" And he was, "Mate, I'm I'm on like one dollar a day. I've got four kids. Yeah, what's what choice do I have?" <laughs> Who am I here from the high chair say, don't chop anything, and then you fly back to Europe and everything is chopped, you know? So, yeah, um, when we spoke about doing this, and not only the challenge, but more expeditions, the first thing they asked for was formation training in tourism. For Uh, what, sorry? In tourism. And basically they were, can you go to the different communities along the river and train in how to deal with a foreigner? What's, you know, how, how to serve food, uh, some basic words of English, um, things like that. Yeah. So you were going through and uh, helping yeah. communities develop as well? Yeah, yeah. So we have in the agreement of, of operating there a, a whole month where we go community by community doing workshops on how to greet someone from outside, you know, mm. like um, don't have guns or bows and arrows inside, maybe hide them to greet. Um, maybe that person won't eat meat or won't like certain diets. I think when you go to those places, you kind of have to brush that shit off the table. Yeah. A little bit. It's two way, isn't it? You know, like that, like obviously there is respect given by communities that are receiving you, but it needs to be reciprocated by that person coming in. Like, yeah, I I wouldn't be like, there's that, there's that famous drink where it's a, it's a chewed alcoholic drink. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. You chew your drink. You'd be like, no, I drink it. Just like, have a bit of respect. Like, you drink it and you heave while you're drinking it. But Well, you know, cause but at least you've drunk it. Yeah. There's, there's like, you've got Masato. Is there other, other drinks similar to that? Like ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. It's Masato, basically. Masato, okay. they, they, they might have different names, but it's it's everything. Yuca is the base of the diet there. and God, that stuff plugged me right <laughs> up, mate. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's solid and gives you calories. Um, but, yeah, uh, but <laughs> that's literally, <laughs> it blocks you. It's hard. It gives hard you calories. To, very hard to push out. There's not <laughs> much nutrients either, is there? It's not. No. Carby. No. It's very no, actually. It's and masato is, is not only um, kind of a bit of a base of the diet, it's also for greeting people that come from the outside. So the first thing you'll get, as you know, Kev, is you get given a bowl mm. of masato, so you drink it. <laughs> it's, when you, it's when you can see the bubbles. Because I, I, the, the process, it isn't like they just like spit shit into it and then they serve it to you. It's like... They mash up the yucca and they boil it. Yeah. And then, isn't it potatoes that they chew and then spit in? Like it, the purple potatoes? Yeah, like a sweet potato. Yeah. They chew that and and spit it in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's not like... Like they don't swill like, it in their mouth or anything. It's Chewed to mush. It's just chewed to mush and then spat in and then it's fermented afterwards. That's all right. Yeah. But it's still the thought that a bit of that, like, 
Because otherwise the water would just be clear, but Masato is like the color of Calpol, like that pinky oh, kind that of color. creamy color, right? But we've also, all of us, been in uni, and I bet we've had our mouth in worse places. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you drink that, and then it's like, oh, there's a bubble of spit in there. <laughs> When in reality it's not, we're, it's we're just... going home and eating ass on a regular basis. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> straight from the bar. It's 2023. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know, I know what you'd say. It's like when the bubble, especially the last bit, and you're there and you go... <laughs> and you... But you know, like, <laughs> it's a subconscious thing, I think, but because I know that it isn't spit that's there. Exactly, it's subconscious. Yeah. It's your brain totally telling you it's that. It's that. It was before <laughs> I took my first sip, someone was like, yeah, the, the only risk of drinking this really is that there's, you know... A tuberculosis can be a thing in the in the smaller communities, and I was like, ah, okay, cool. So while they sp- spit this into the drink that I'm just about to have, you've had your shot, yeah. So. And also the sun, the sun for three days will completely evaporate that tuberculosis. That's true. That's that's science. Why it, that's why it was so bad in Victorian England. Never sunny. No sun. Yeah, you have to put one of those COVID warnings of. Like this might be fake information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we haven't put a fact in any of these episodes. It's all speculative. This it's the best way. So tuberculosis and <laughs> spit drinks aside, uh, <laughs> how how do you sign up to the Amazon Canoe Challenge? Um, so we set up a website and we're based here in the UK. Um, the website is www.amazoncanoechallenge.com. Pretty straightforward. And sign up. All, all one word, no hyphens. All one word, yeah. And yeah, sign ups are open until next month, basically, because we have to buy canoes and safety gear and satellite comms and all of that stuff. But yeah, come in, sign up. The fee gets you is right now £3,200. That's for a team of two. Gets you comprehensive support, so a crew all along the place camp set up and full board yeah oh man so you can just like finish for the day and there's yeah somewhere to put your head straight away there's a there's a cook and there's a tent set up for you (laughs) so it's it's pretty it's pretty nice yeah and and mainly the safety gear has been takes a big chunk of that payment of course yes all the satellite gear having all the motorboats out the throw ropes blah 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 all that (laughs) so yeah um pretty excited we have um up to 10 teams this edition to make sure it's tight and yeah it was super exciting and how is, it, is it coming together nicely you got 10 or are you it, um no because due to the social situation in peru it's been a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. but we have enough to run yes so that's that's, main, yeah. that's that's awesome and what yeah what are your socials um on instagram yeah so I'm, I'm making you do the plugs carlos we are on instagram it's where we post more, more stuff our stuff and it's Again, like the name at Amazon Canoe Challenge. And yeah, there is where you'll find a ton of information, videos and photos of where we're going. The communities yeah. we're visiting. Nice, also, we've just launched a sponsorship um, help pack where for people that might, maybe students or, you know, normal workers like us might not be able to afford, we help these teams raise sponsorship from big brands and local brands we kind of um how do you say this in english you you help them in the paths how to do pitch navigate. letters navigate yeah, yeah. yeah all the so yeah that's that's a possibility too <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, nice. yeah so how are you helping people with that then you... um we've put a sponsorship pack together which if you've never done a fundraiser explains to you a bit how to write a cover letter you have samples how to do your targets list mm. by when and follow-ups and then we jump on phone calls and together with the team, we work on a list of companies, contacts and universities that might help them. Hell yeah. And we just kind of hand, hand hold a bit in that process. Yeah, uh, that's what people want. Have you thought yeah. about opening it up towards like the charity challenge type angle? Yeah, that's a good shout. We're definitely looking towards that. And either way, maybe if the teams can raise funds for the Ashaninka communities, or if a big brand or someone can come and cover the logistics and therefore the fees go mm. towards the communities. Either way, yeah, it helps. Um, yeah. yeah, everyone's got money to give. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's um, 
and everyone wants to be seen giving as well. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of utilizing that. How about getting a, a NERPA team on board? Do you need help with sponsorship? Yeah. For one, I can't fucking row. I can barely swim. (laughs) I'm going to have a bad hand in June. That's true. We've got all all the excuses ready. Got a bad leg. (laughs) Yeah. I'm disabled. I've got a bad knee. Um, I've just recently got two cats, so I can't leave them. Yeah, and I wouldn't bring. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do. Um, I imagine just a monkey jumping down from a tree, grabbing your cat and just disappearing away. No fucking chance, mate. (laughs) My cat's not having for dinner. Um, Yeah. I'd love to, mate. I would absolutely love to, but... uh, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. And all the money (laughs) I do have seems to be falling down this pit of electric vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) Little weekender away, and it's like, okay, well, there's all of my savings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, same. Since started the canoe challenge, I start, my, my very proud hairline has started going back, and so my Don't savings. point it out, we mate. Should, um, yeah. Now we're all going to be looking. <laughs> we, we, did, um, we did an episode on Turkey. Might be useful for you. Oh, yeah. yeah Love it. Did a layover, like, some weeks ago, and not months well, ago. And did you know, during that layover, you could have got, for a very reasonable price... Full hair transplants. Totally doing that. If I have the money one day, it's true they pick it like from your armpits Back and bum hole. And, no. Back here. So that thing that they take pubic hair is not... No, that. imagine having depends, pubic hair on how, your head. Depends the texture. how curly you are at oh, top. Okay. If you've got like dead straight hair like me, you wouldn't think... <laughs> I have to say, my, my body hair is very soft. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. It's very <laughs> soft. Is yeah. it as soft as my head hair? It might be the same type of hair. Was I, was, I, was I grown off your back? Yeah, I think <laughs> oh, so. God, it, is. Is it just grows soft. Yeah. Feel yeah. soft. It's true. It just grows all the Carlos, way. Carlos, feel it. There you go. Feel yeah. it. It's like feel a really me. soft fleece. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, um, oh, yeah. Dates for the challenge. Yeah, so it's between the 11th and the 19th of June. Ideally, you want a day um, to arrive into Lima and a day to leave. But, yeah, those are the dates. And do you... Do you take people from Lima or do you, is it Satipo? We take people from Satipo. Yeah. We, we have a welcome day where we explain a bit um, brain force safety, a Shaninka etiquette and do gear checks. And then from there, we take four by fours into the first community. Mm-hmm. And but we have... Get, getting from Lima to Satipo, really easy from Lima Airport. It's really yeah, super like straightforward. Like really easy. By bus or flights. So pretty easy. Then once we're in, we have a full day of training on canoes in one of the tributaries where we train situations such as tipping over the canoes or mm. reading the rivers and um, yeah, rowing techniques. And, and then the next day launch, 260K until nice. Atalaya. <laughs> Are you, in, you finishing wow. Atalaya? We're finishing Atalaya. Nice. So yeah. to Atalaya. Yeah. Oh, I've done that stretch then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's the stretch we're doing. Wow. That is fucking cool. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so super, super pumped. Very wow. excited. Wow. Yeah, now, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is a fucking cool stretch of water. That is amazing. It is, especially the first bit, living from Satip yeah. with all the big rocks and the cannons. And there's, there's that one rock where it's like a really sacred ground that's like halfway up the, halfway up the cliff. Yeah, is the theory says there was a... An eagle? Yeah. yeah. The eagle eggs. Yeah. They nurtured the something. Yeah. yeah. And someone is there and it's called Cañón de Diablo. So we, the first night we camped just after that um, cañón mm. in a military base. Because <laughs> they, they allowed us to, to stay with them and they have some planes and, and yeah. Oh, like boat planes? Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So. I've always wanted to fly in one of those. <laughs> so, so you... Yeah. you I'm really happy that you're focusing on Peru because it seems like that over the years has just kind of become a huge part of you. Yeah, it has really grown in me a lot. I don't know from all the places, it, especially the rainforest was one that was like, oh, <laughs> I yeah. don't know, like a bit of a connection. Basically, it's what's happening there. It's because you have reserves in the north in Cusco and the south in Iquitos and you have all these tours there that say come and see the rainforest look how protected fucking awesome but to 90% of the rainforest is non-protected and it's wild west with everything with deforestation with coca growing with uh, abuse for Nyashanika 
so why not maybe help spread a bit the help no yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know <laughs> i think that's part of the a lot of the problem is that and it's similar to the cool earth model is that you can you can put all these protections in place but unless you like physically and sort of financially assist people who live in that area to move away from you know that type of destructive destructive rainforest mismanagement or growing crops that are you know monoculture monoculture and sort of narcotics growing Um, then you're not going to change the situation so it's really good to have and tourism can be a really good vehicle for that yeah um but then also massive state investment could be no but also that's what fabian is he's the president of cart that's the association of um the ashaninka communities from river tambo he says that he says but i'm tired everyone is when we go to conferences taps us on the back and says awesome job Um, did did he go to cop 20 did he go to cop in glasgow i believe so yeah he's flying a video i think i've seen a video he flies all over the place um and it's not bad and then he's there with his motorbike and he's kind of a cool dude really nice man um, he says that he says everyone comes and says awesome job protecting the rainforest keep protecting the rainforest yeah but and then no we're like wants to help yeah but uh, I also want development I also want solar panels I also want satellite internet in my community I also want health um, you know so <laughs> yeah fair no <laughs> yeah they want they, they don't you know they kind of want to move with the times as well a little bit it's not just like but pres- like yeah. bamboo huts and hunting with spears it's like but preserving their balance. their identities yeah. is managing that balance is is what he says like what right do you have to tell me not to chop my rainforest if if you know if i have no other means of income it's, it's difficult it's, it is yeah. it's really difficult so many sh- and uh, there's only so much protecting you can do like you uh, put up a fence <laughs> or have people protect it that's like how do you protect something that size without like it's hearts and minds in it? You've got to, you've got to sort of win people over, support them, respect their way of life, yeah, and then at the same time, give them a means of subsistence and growth, mm. yeah, that isn't damaging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, eleventh um, to the nineteenth of June, two hundred sixty k by dugout Pitotsi canoes. Um, see you there. <laughs> Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, so check it out. Amazon AmazonCanoeChallenge.com. Um and then Amazon's Amazon Amazon then <laughs> Canoe Challenge on the Instas. Come and row. Te esperamos. Is what that is that, that your catchphrase? Uh we wait for you, we expect you. Te esperamos. Te esperamos. Si. Si. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So when are you heading back out to Peru? Like, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be spending a lot of time with the Ashaninka when you're there. Yeah, in a, in a couple of weeks and planning to spend a month and a half before the people come with the Ashaninka. Brilliant. <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. It's like three to four days in every single community. Mm. And there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of Masato to drink there, mate. A lot of Masato, a lot of cigarettes. A lot um, of ayahuasca. <laughs> boy. Not sure about that. I don't want to wander into the... Maybe at the end. <laughs> I'd love to have done. I was only. I've only been to Peru once. I'd love to have done an ayahuasca ceremony when I was there. But it's like a daily thing, and not a daily. It's it's a common thing there. They they talk of ayahuasca as going for us in the Western world to therapy. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say something or oh, I haven't been feeling very well or I'm a bit stressed or the spirits aren't very well I'm gonna do a treatment um, yeah, love to do love to do DMT cool well Mark who went with you yeah. on your your recce yeah. expedition and did photos he he photographs uh, ayahuasca ceremonies in Ecuador ah didn't didn't know that yeah Mark he was what a dude excellent <laughs> He was like taking off his drone from a canoe on the on the on the white waters and then grabbing it again and yeah. yeah he's <laughs> an interesting man. He is. Mark Fox photo. Shout <laughs> out Mark. <laughs> yeah, how was that? Cuz that w- that was one of those like you know where you you put two friends in contact with each other and then just see what happens. Yeah, um cuz you're very different people. We we are. Yeah. Uh Sometimes those very different people that works, you know, in a weird way. Um, yeah, you mentioned you had a very good mate in Ecuador and got in touch with him. No, first I saw his Instagram and I saw his, like, fight for the Amazon in Ecuador, which is amazing yeah. how he raises awareness. And I was planning on going by the Vraem anyway. Uh, Vraem is the region where 80% of the coca production comes, is a narco-trafficking area. Yeah. And uh, Vraem is uh, in the skirts of the Andes, so I wanted to start from there to check the Urubamba and the Tambo and all the rivers to see which one was safe. Vraem is like, what does it stand for, isn't it? The Valle de los Rios Apurimac, Ene y Mataro. Valley of Rivers, Ene, Apurimac and Mataro. So, yeah, he came along and... We went, I'm not sure if it was very wise, but we went to film coca plantations. <laughs> we lasted there two or three days until realizing it was a bit, mm-hmm, and then just left a bit further down the river. Yeah. And then he stayed with me to do the recce and film, and did it. it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. He, you can tell that he's been liaising with communities in South America for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's been visiting the communities in Ecuador for, for ages. And I think the first people he met were possibly in Peru. I think so, yeah. And they he, were Ashen Inca as well. Because I remember losing my shit finding out that he was he was doing that. I was like, Mom, no way! Yeah, he said that. Um, he's funny. He works really well, but also he's still very very English in some ways. Like, so it's like... I don't know, it's like seeing him um, very polite and educated in this bar blasting reggaeton in the background, uh, trying to work through his uh, media and, and saying, oh my gosh, and things like that. I don't know, it was very funny to see, yeah. but it worked. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> I've seen him in not so professional situations as well. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Yeah, We hit the piscos every time. <laughs> <laughs> That wow. was bonding. Oh, hardcore bonding. <laughs> All the cigarettes. Yeah. Awesome. So are your lungs ready for just the automatic instant cigarette addiction when you get over there? Because <laughs> you don't really smoke day to day very much anymore. No, right? I don't. Well, what you smoke there is more mapachos that are like bigger cigarettes. Um, oh, like the, the old Lucky Strike almost. Yeah, yeah with yeah. like natural tobacco and other herbs, not, not, not hallucinogenic. But yeah. And they're way more natural, I think, than ciggies. But yeah. A cigarette, as I say, I know cigarette is very frowned upon, but a cigarette gets you so much more further than three years in diplomatic studies and stuff like that. And you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Russia, everywhere. A, good, and all a, good, a well-executed squat and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and you can get, get you anywhere. Get yeah. a lot. Exactly. <laughs> so what's the, what's the plan post-canoe run? Canoe challenge. Um, I stay there and hopefully the route and everything worked. And just in case, go and recce a couple other rivers um, just to have backups and to get to know more of Peru. Up in Manu, Puerto Maldonado. And then it's between, it's in the Manu Reserve Park. Um, okay. It's, it's it's quite a nice place. Also affected by logging, not that much by coca growing, and then Iquitos up in Nauta. Oh, I'd love to go. Yeah, just it's a bit slower water and more curvy. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Atalaya? The is, last is uh, is my picture still up? 
Yeah, oh, Jesus, yeah. I forgot your picture was up in Atalaya. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, we were there in July, I think. And we went to the... Well, you were there working. Yeah. You were like a celebrity, no? Yeah, that was, that was fucking ridiculous. They handed you babies. The only, thing is, the only thing is, right, I'm not going to talk shit about Kev, <laughs> but he was the fucking celebrity, and I did all the fucking organizing <laughs> on that trip. He was just, he was not just coming, that's not fair, but you were, do, you were there meant to do the media stuff, yeah. and all of a sudden, he's kissing babies, his, fa- his photos all over Times Square. I'm guessing they had, they've got an Instagram, a Facebook page, your face was on that. Yeah. And I was just scowling. They do call me Mr. Atalaya nowadays. <laughs> and I was just yeah. scowling in the distance, <laughs> having a cigarette. You, there's no way you would have wanted to go up on stage and be handed a baby. I've been all over <laughs> the <laughs> cheekers. <laughs> the cheekers, yeah, but not the babies. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, but you're uh, gonna be like a mayor. That's the mamacitas, isn't it? That's yeah. that's correct. Spanish colors, isn't Mama, it? Mamacitas, mamitas, also. No, mamitas are the older, small, small yeah, old ladies. Yeah, mamacitas, yeah, yeah. I'll take those as well. I would have taken those <laughs> in those days. Abuelitas. <laughs> they take you. <laughs> um, yeah, they still have your photo. So you go to a small corner shop there. That's uh, brilliant. And, and there's your photo. And actually, it's slightly bigger than a photo. It's like half an A4. There you are, smiling. Oh, it's, just been, it's been printed it's, off a, like a home printer. It's been printed <laughs> in a home printer, yes. Um. And in between two women there. And there's Kev for, forever. I'm doing this yeah. as well. Yeah. And the lady, I say, oh, that's my friend. And she goes, ah, I know. Well, it strokes the foot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that place was fucking nuts. That was like the whole town was there that day to, to just close it down. Such a random spot. I remember like, because it's on like a park next to the river. Yeah. And there's yeah. loads of like little, not, what are they, not gazebos. They're fucking... Like pagoda, pagoda type yeah, pagoda yeah. type things, and yeah. we spent fucking ages trying to put like bunting up in like, <laughs> subtropical fucking weather, and then some guy was blaring like Megadeth and Ramstein, <laughs> like they're like the, the you know like the the like the the town council PA had they bring out their PA, yeah, and it was just the 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 techie guy I imagine for the council, and he was just a massive metalhead. So when he was doing the sound checks, he was just blaring fucking death metal and like, yeah, scream it was metal. Brilliant. Oh, they love loud music, don't they? <laughs> I remember there was it was kind of dark actually. Like, uh, so we went out. There was a bar a bit further down, like on that park almost. But there's a bar down the end. Oh yeah, el recodo hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I was on my way back from there, and I heard, uh, I heard like a couple having an argument, and it was like getting a- aggressive. And I didn't know what to do. And I realized I was in the Amazon. So I just kicked the door and screamed as loud as I could and then ran away. Because <laughs> I, I was hoping it was just going to stop what was ever going on behind the door. Props props on you. That's nice. But boof, that's a but, um, st- sticky one you can yeah, get into. Eh? I was like, ah, could have <laughs> gone badly. That's the first advice we give um, people when they go there. Don't get involved in any sentimental stuff. Um, careful when flirting because they might tell you they're single but they're not they're married and then you <laughs> you might get into trouble uh yeah be wary <laughs> is this from experience or <laughs> <laughs> no, com- no comment, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> the amount of cumbia dancing you must have been doing <laughs> I, i'm not a good dancer actually <laughs> no i don't think that matters though you're european yeah no, it was it was it was good fun, but but yeah, that's the advice we we give them. It's Don't like, get involved. Don't get involved. Yeah. So very brave, idiot. Don't do it again. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't brave. But you can call me brave if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the picture's up. So it's, uh, it's like a. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they thought I got killed. <laughs> it's like a little, or like I'm a hero. hero yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you've got like this whole like myth that's come about you, like like like, uh, like, like yeah. an urban protector, like a Batman type figure, like a Pistaco, but Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the deal with Pistaco? You, you oh, know yeah, the detail Pistaco, about these. Yeah, tell, it's, tell us. It's, so Pistaco is this like f- uh, mythical figure that they still believe on that is basically a monster, which is a white 
<laughs> white person, basically, so anyone from the West, um, that comes and steals children to make uh, soap and buttons. Buttons? Buttons, yeah. Like, sorry, what are they making the buttons out of? Um, the children's You're missing phones. a button there, Carlos. No, no. Better go uh, <laughs> be a pistaco again. <laughs> and, yeah, so when you first hear of it, you think it's a joke. But when you're in certain communities and you start to hear the word pistaco, es un pistaco, it's a pistaco, Jesus praise yourself because... Um, well, we had people run out of town on on the event there, like chased out of, out of little villages yeah. on their little bikes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you received as a European... In in Peru, um, in in Peru, in general, in Peru, I'm received well. It's being a Spanish, it's a bit tricky because it's that some older people still tell you, "Oh, you were the conquistadores, you killed all my ancestors and stuff." Bolivarian fucking bullshit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you go like, "No, not me, dude." I was. Uh, no, but in general, sorry, um, I'm received um, pretty well. They're nice. Sometimes some comments of like, we're independent now, yeah, Spanish, and you just laugh at it. No? Mm. Like British in India, no, and things like that. I've, well, I've, Britain, Brit British people anywhere, really. <laughs> so, yeah, fucking dickheads. <laughs> I, I've, I've not been to India. I've not been to India. So I don't, I don't know how that feels, but. Uh, but I bet there must be other places. Uh, Magaluf. <laughs> That's still How fun. was growing <laughs> up oh God, yeah. in Mallorca? <laughs> right, let's bring it right back. Your Mag sense of adventure. <laughs> did it happen on the streets of Magaluf? Well, can... What was her name and what northern town was she from? <laughs> <laughs> it was Wendy from Bradford. <laughs> um, no, Swindon, actually. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not northern. But um, no, Magaluf. Uh, had night outs in all the places, you know, like Peru, uh, Russia, Mongolia, wherever, where, you know, things can get a bit tricky. Magaluf is by far the, the, the most dangerous night out you can have. You, it can be epic, and you can have the best night ever, but you can also get randomly punched or, or broken a bottle in your head or end up he in a police did. car. Yeah. It's, it's like, what? <laughs> I remember telling my grandma, Spanish, she never left Mallorca, like, nan, I'm... I'm moving to the UK. Oh my God, but, 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 but why? Like, be very careful. Like, why would you move to that place of savages? I just like, nah, not, not everyone. It's, it's like, yeah, but and then you come back with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cut to a picture of me and Carlos. Carlos <laughs> in an eye patch. That's when you... Both in green, no? Yeah, it? yeah, we were both wearing matching jumpers. Going to What's this eye patch thing? Uh, so you could both get pink eye. No, <laughs> yeah. I think you got a, a black eye or something, right? Yeah, I got, I got, I got smashed. And Where? I got in, in the UK. Yeah, in Bristol. <laughs> what? What for? When was this? Um, this was after a a night out, and I told someone, "Hey, that's my taxi." To which I got. Oh, mate. Yeah. No. <laughs> that ain't your that, taxi, Carlos. Yeah, that wasn't my taxi. <laughs> very very <Hey>. brave. <laughs> I admire it, but you shouldn't do that in, in English. Hey, that's my taxi. <laughs> Probably I didn't say that. Like, my taxi, but you know. Um, yeah, next thing I have a black guy. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Carlos is. Uh, we're driving around the south of England going for meetings to try and book a venue, and Carlos shows up wearing a fucking eye patch. <laughs> A pirate's eye patch, oh, no less. no way. <laughs> I think it was best than did having you, the black eye, you know? Did like, you not think to... Oh, it was like just a black patch. You didn't have like a pirate flag. <laughs> I thought, so I picked like with a Jolly Roger have. on. I thought it was like a kid's one, you know? Like, and it's got like a proper little Jolly Roger on it. It's very just close. A, I thought, because I'd, I'd have been like, you should at least taped over the <laughs> <laughs> pirate patch. Um, very close. Now, I actually bought the patch from a costume shop. And the... Uh, what was, the, what was you remember what the name of the costume was, or was it just a generic eye patch? It was, was it like sexy pirate. No, it was it was pirate. So it was where you get like the bandana and the fake earring and the eye patch. And luckily, this one didn't have skull, so I had a bandana and earring, and I only wore the eye patch. But <laughs> <laughs> the bandana, bandana. It's all part of the same costume. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh Jesus! Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, don't, I don't, I don't want this earring to go to waste. <laughs> you ha- you've had an earring since I've known you, right? Uh, yeah, but the hole is closed. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Magaluf was was fun. Um, like in any place, some Mallorcans going to the assumption of everyone is like that, and why do they do that? But we live from tourism, so please keep keep coming. I still don't understand balconing. I'm sorry. That's something. Balconing. Balconing? Yeah. What is that? Uh, So we have 26 to 30 deaths a year from people falling from balconies in in Magaluf. Yeah, but that's not a deliberate thing. (laughs) It's not like this uh, this mass... Balconing? Balconing, yeah. I thought that was like a sex act on a balcony. No, no, that's the... We we call it balconing. In fact, we have a saying that is... How many British people can you fit on a balcony? (laughs) No, it's summer doesn't... less than you'd assume. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's um, summer doesn't start in Mallorca until a Brit falls from oh, a balcony. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, sorry. It's a bit like Groundhog Day. Yeah, I suppose it is. But it's true. You go, you know, you know, you can remove your jacket when you open the newspaper in June, and you go, "British lad falls drunk from a balcony in a fifth floor," and you go, "Oh yeah, it's oh, sunny. Okay, I can change the closet." Why, are, why <laughs> aren't you making your balconies taller? <laughs> No, they are. They are normal. They're really tall. I know, but I mean, the the fences are tall. The fences on the balconies are normal. Uh, I just don't understand it. Uh, Why? Why do people do it? Yeah. Why do... Or how? Do they normally try... Are they normally aiming for the pool? (laughs) That's one. So, it's a bit sadistic, but sometimes at the end of the season... People move the pool out of the way when people are... (laughs) You get a report on the cases and you have all sorts from diving into kids' pools from fourth floor. Ping pong tables as well, blue ping pong tables. What, falling onto ping pong tables? Thinking it was the pool of being hammered. Oh and no. like, yeah. That's why yeah. they're green, yeah. surely, that's a safety thing. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, yeah, Magaluf was a good, good training ground for... Did you ever work there? Were you ever a barman? Yeah, I did that, 17. Um, yeah, two months. And it was it was fun. It was hectic I bet you though. You caught everything, mate. You caught everything. Uh, yeah, um, and also the the drinks. I remember this garrafon. We call it that is um, non-labeled booze, basically. <sighs> and you were gonna pull the Jack Daniels, and then you pull the other bottle and pour it under, and then put it out. It's it's terrible. The industry there. Okay. But hey, they're not going to last long. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got balconies. <laughs> yeah. What floor are you on? I'm Six. sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, British people are some of the worst tourists on earth, right? The thing is that Mallorcans get offended and, and, and say, oh, they come here and do that. But then you go to some party areas here in the UK and people do the same. So it's not. Like taking but then advantage. at the same time, they're like, oh, bloody Brits, but also here's some paint thinner that we're going to pour in your Jack Daniels. That's, that's the thing. It's like they go, oh, bloody Brits. And, and the quality that is delivered in Mallorca to tourism is not the best. Sometimes people aren't treated the best. And, mm. and dude, 99% of the income comes from tourism. So those Mallorcans that say, no to tourism, this is my island. They can go and eat stones and snails like we did 100 years ago, you know. Mm. Sorry, get back, bit carried out. Also, okay, speaking about, about, let's make it a bit less, a bit more lighthearted than fucking British people jumping off balconies. Can you explain to us what the thumbumba is? Oh, yeah. Thumbumba is... Um, and uh, pre- preferably with an act, with like, like I want, I want I like can, a, I can a, a, hold a vis- this for you, a visual, Carlos, a visual you? demonstration. Imagine you're playing a thumbumba now. Sambomba is, is like a, a, this, but round, okay? Okay. Like a, like a drum. Yeah. And in the drum, then you, 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 you make a hole and you put a stick in it, okay? And then, obviously, when you move the stick through the drum, the yeah. vibrations generate noise. <laughs> so I've, I've done something similar with um, a bag of popcorn. <laughs> Uh, oh dear! Um, did it make noise? Did it make noise? Well, at the end it did. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It looks like I'm holding it. <laughs> so um, yeah, and the, and the stick is stuck to the skin, so you don't actually move it up and down. You have to make it wobble. So make it wobble by rubbing it with your with your hand, no? And your hand gets dry. 
So you actually go, and we have concerts of these with up to 50 people and, and the kids and the grandparents, everyone walking on the street. Thumbamba Orchestra. Thumbamba all the way over. I saw one yeah. when I was in, uh, when I was in Mallorca last time. How do you like it? Beautiful sound, is it? It was too far away for me to really get the inner workings <laughs> of it, but I did so look. Does this, <laughs> um, can it only play one note? No, no, they Two. can they can play. Mm -hmm. How do you change the, mm. the tone? I think you you move the stick a bit, the angle. Yeah, you you do an angle, and then you have like bigger sizes, have different like ones are higher one, ones are higher one. Yeah, higher oh, pitches, okay. higher pitches. Is everyone really upset when they get the really small one? They're like, hmm. no, because ch children start <laughs> children start with the small ones, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Logic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. Jeez, uh, Mallorca. Cool place. Not everything is Magaluf. Not all the it's British. It's amazing. Yeah, not all the British are bad. Um, most, you know, most of, most of Not them. all the Mallorcans rip you off. Most of, but you know. <laughs> I don't think I got ripped off when I was there last time, apart well, from you. You probably did. You were staying in the hood. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I did really well in the hood. Everyone was really nice. Because <laughs> they're not used to seeing anyone from outside. We went to... Um, it was pretty much across the road. I think I sent you a picture of us in there. Yeah. We like, you went in there? Yeah. So it was like a working men's club, but in the oh, ghetto of nice. Palmer. <laughs> but there was no working men in there. There was just... Uh, there was two girls behind the bar that... Um, they didn't take card, obviously. <laughs> no. So I had to go to the cash point. And there's there's a there's a quite a big population of African people in yeah. uh, in Mallorca. And it was just one end. There was about five or six yeah. African guys yeah. all just staring at us, <laughs> sipping over their drinks. <laughs> what are you doing? No, yeah. yeah. Freya gets that all, all the time. They're used to her now. Well, Freya's like a... Yeah. <laughs> Blonde, blue-eyed. Yeah. Super white. Um, but yeah, it's... School is cheap. It's mm. £1.50 for tostadas, which is like toasted oh, bread with I'm, tomato. I know what tostadas are, Carlos. I'm not, I'm not a fucking Philistine. And coffee with milk and orange juice. So, yeah. yeah, that was a cheap breakfast. Or well, four of us ate for less than €10. Euros with it's all right. So good. Yeah. But yeah. hey, salaries are... <laughs> well, if you're, uh, if you're working in Peru, I, hope, I mean... It's still early doors, but I hope I hope you guys can um, can get enough going so you can like really really focus full time on it. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Hopefully, hopefully this takes off and we can do yeah, more. Yeah, and people go, oh, adventure travel! That's so awesome! That's so cool! People don't know the amount of hours behind a laptop. It's hard. <laughs> all the spreadsheets, all the emails, the time differences, especially Peru, is tough. Like me and Kev have been having, we're, we're trying to set something up in Indonesia and it's just like 7am phone calls with the Indonesians yeah. and it's just like, it's draining, especially yeah. when you're like trying to work it around a full-time job. Um, this is, yeah. But yeah, it's worth it. That's Maybe. true. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it is because I think that's a lot of the thing, especially when we're working with the adventurists, it was all like the customer's only interaction with you as a person was at the event and you had like, you put on a persona. Well, maybe you didn't because you're quite like, you're quite loud anyway. Um, no, I didn't mean that in a bad way. Like you're, you're really, you're good with people. No, yeah, Whereas yeah. I had to like fucking force it to talk to <laughs> people. Um, and it's just like that assumption that like you're this globe trotting fucking adventure magician. Yeah. Whereas in reality, it's just like, no, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a dark cold office all the time <laughs> i cried myself to sleep for the last two weeks yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah now you're have a, you... now you're in half of what you do or less <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> and i'm on a slave wage <laughs> yeah it's not money spinner really is it adventure travel <laughs> no unless you unless you're on the very high top and yeah. stuff <laughs> on the very top <laughs> we were thinking about doing some high-end calling ourselves olive and burgundy yeah, like a brand, like a little side brand, Olive and Burgundy. Ultra, ultra luxury. <laughs> He's Olive, I'm Burgundy. <laughs> Even though Burgundy's my colour and Olive is his colour. <laughs> Would you I change your first name? 
Because uh, Kevin Olive doesn't really sound very good. No, it doesn't. Sounds like a Oliver. sounds like a Scandinavian um, like speaker manufacturer. Kevin like and Olive. Kevin Olive. I don't know. I'll be. It's because it sounds like Bang and Olive. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be Stanley Burgundy at your service. Stanley Burgundy. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar Olive. It's a bit alliterative. Sorry. <laughs> Tarquin. <laughs> Tarquin. <laughs> So, I think uh, we've probably covered most of it. Let's do what they do in Hot Ones. That camera there, tell us what you've got on, going on in your life and I won't stutter. You know where to find us? <laughs> AmazonCanoeChallenge.com, Instagram, Amazon Canoe Challenge. Um, first edition in June, at, between the 11th and the 19th, come and row 260 kilometers down the Tambo Rivers and come and help stop deforestation with a tiny winnie of rowing see you there nice oh global fixes as well um <laughs> and if you have any jobs that need doing for adventure travel documentary any logistics or something stuck on customs go to nerpatravel.com <laughs> yeah nerpatravel.com <laughs> didn't sign up for this shit. can i live <laughs> Because also does a fixing company uh, called Global Fixers that do all sorts of, of good shit around the globe. Yeah, now. <laughs> Touch tips. Touch tips. Oh, we should have spoken oh, about that. Last mention of that? Yeah. yeah. We'll do one more mention. Um, There's a few we could do. There's the sitting on a cheese toasty. The sitting on a cheese toasty. That was... That was you. I know. I feel, I feel bad about that. I apologize. <laughs> so when Carlos first started, his English is very good, as you can see. Still very good. Was amazing when he turned up. Um, and over time... But it's idioms, isn't it? It's idioms. You never, you, no matter how good you are at a language, there's always going to be weird little expressions that <laughs> you just can't know. Yeah. And instead of, like, touching base, I'd always say touching tips as a bit of a... Yeah, let's, let's go touch tips and we'll... we'll. <laughs> You know, we'll shoot the but shit it's about it's from that, it. It's from that film, isn't it? Um, gingerly. Let's, let us gingerly touch oh, our tips. Oh, come, let us sword. gingerly yeah. touch our tips. I want yeah, to watch that's that, it. yeah. A rubber dub dub. <laughs> 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 but I, I said that far too much. And then uh, one day I overheard Carlos on the phone to a very important oh, isn't it from equine the... photographer. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought it was, it was someone from the... Um... The sat tracking company. I think it was Garmin. Oh, was yeah. it? I thought it was the guy from the, the photographer. Ah, that as well, yeah. I think it was both. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> but what, what you're forgetting to say is that you then, three years later, overheard Carlos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not next week, three no. years later. Because <laughs> I never corrected you. I just thought you were like, oh, he's in on the joke. <laughs> Sorry for thing. No. Uh, but yeah, Jesus. then I, I overheard Carlos... Uh, Say, okay, great, well, you do that, I do this, and then uh, and then we can touch tips, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. And yeah. it was at that point that I was like, God, shut the fuck yeah, up. Like 100K sponsorship on the line. And you're like, yeah, we'll we'll touch tips in person. Maybe that's what took it over the line. Exactly. Yeah, in Southampton, and Kim was like, what? what's going on? And then he said, no, no, I said, what, touch tips? What's wrong with that? I said, no, touch touch tips. I, for me, it makes sense. It's, it's like tips you know you touch tips with someone no we'll meet halfway yeah like yeah. but with five you see we touch yeah. no not tips <laughs> and <laughs> and then you meant no no he's touching tips with like penises and like mate i've been using this for three years and we did the word count of touching base on the gmail thing and it was like 270 <laughs> something oh, on no. formal email no, did that wow <laughs> jesus how many times have I said tips in the last two years? You can do it. You can look for count. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, sorry, Carlos. <laughs> I, st I still say it sometimes. It's, it's, it works very well. It does. <laughs> it does. Beep, beep. Well, on that note. On that note, we are going to... Well, we'll check in with you after after the first one. Yeah, come back. Um, come, yeah, we'll, 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 come touch and, we'll touch tips. We'll touch tips. And... Um, Good luck, man. Good luck to you and Freya. You're going to fucking kick ass. And uh, go go join the Amazon Canoe Challenge. 
All right, farewell. Uh, like, follow, subscribe. Give us all those thumbs up. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. Didn't do ad. Yeah, follow us as well. Share with your friends and your friends' friends, etc. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.